Are you ready to change your life, your mind, and change the way you see your world? Well, this is the Minds Gym Podcast with myself, Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. And here we go. Hello you, this is Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. We're back again for another podcast and uh, hope you guys are having a good day. Hope you're uh, learning and growing and getting some good information from this podcast. It's been exciting to meet with these beautiful people and and hear their minds. So uh, we're here to share another mind and uh, hopefully assist in changing some lives and changing the way you see your world. And again, I mentioned I suffered from severe anxiety and depression for several years, and that's kind of what got me on my journey to uh, uh, look for a higher truth. So I want to sincerely thank you for your support, and uh, please subscribe to the podcast, and please share this with your friends. Trying to get this out to the world, and without your help, uh, it's not going to be possible. So um, please, please subscribe and please tell all your friends. Um, I do mention uh, uh, to send in questions uh, and anybody sends in a question and I read it back on the podcast uh, this month. I'm giving out a free uh, Minds Gym uh, t-shirt. And so I got a question from Ryan and uh, actually two questions. So I'm going to read these uh, uh, real quick. He said, your podcast was great, talking about the one where I interviewed myself. Lots of cool things in there, and I learned about you, and I'm so glad you made the decision to do a worksheet that first time with your mom uh, in Bear Lake. And he says, I got two questions for you. Number one, you say you realized you don't like work. How do you make sure that things you're doing stay enjoyable, like the podcast? It could become work, so how do you make sure it doesn't? Uh, how do I make sure things are enjoyable? Um, I often have to question things that don't become enjoyable, so I do ask lots of questions. Um, and uh, I do go to worksheet when something is uh, uncomfortable or out of balance, uh, and uh, that's usually my go-to. Um, and then most anything I don't enjoy, I question, and it always lessens the burden because I know if I'm uh, you know, out of truth, like I t- talk about... Um, uh, I always question that, and it's just another reason to go in and, and I know I'm making up a story uh, if I'm out of peace and out of love, and so I go back in and question the story, and uh, that always seems to uh, pretty much drop the story, stops the monkey mind. And also with uh, 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 what I'm doing now, I've got a couple projects going. Um, I hire others to do the things that I don't enjoy doing on my projects. So like I have a buddy, uh, Paul, that's helping me edit and cut the podcast. We don't actually edit any of the podcast. We just add music to the beginning and the end. We actually haven't cut anything out because I wanted these podcasts to be raw and uh, vulnerable, and I want you guys to hear it all. 
So, and the technology is not my cup of tea. So right now I have Paul uh, assisting with that on the podcast. And then I'm working on a couple uh, downtown high-end condos. Uh, the first one I bought and finished, I was the general contractor, and uh, it felt like work again. It was a little bit stressful, more than I wanted to take on. So I hired a general contractor to do the second condo that I purchased. And so I'm always checking in with myself to see my level of comfort. Uh, I really do my best not to do things I don't enjoy. So if I delegate well, um, I believe I can be more productive uh, uh, in my daily life, not only financially, but I also have more freedom. So that's hopefully answered question one. And question two is when you left your business, you sold it, and that provided income for you. If you were in that same position and wanted to quit but couldn't have sold the business, how would you have gone about that differently or would you have? Curious for your advice for somebody that is not an entrepreneur. So if I couldn't have sold the business that was causing me all of my uh, depression, anxiety at the time that was uh, like crippling, paralyzing actually, Um, I actually uh, would have given the business away or simply closed the doors. I considered that before calling a uh, business broker. And I also offered it uh, at a really uh, large discount to a few people, but they weren't interested in uh, having the business. And then I would have searched out a more enjoyable um, occupation, maybe flipping burgers at McDonald's or something like that. (laughs) Because I would have done anything to get out of the uh, the chaos that I was in. So um, I considered selling everything and downsizing to a smaller home or even a tiny home. And I had the thought of living uh, in the streets. Like I just wanted zero responsibility at the time. My wife and kids might not have been happy with that decision, but that was honestly my mindset at the time. Uh, I was so stressed out, I would have done anything just to be able to turn off my phone, turn off the computer, and just like go away and sit on a beach and live in a grass hut. That was actually uh, what I considered uh, daily to be able to just move on from this uh, chaos that uh, I was creating. So I hope I answered your questions uh, well, Ryan, and thanks for the questions. I appreciate it. So... Are you guys ready for another exciting interview? So I got this young lady that showed up at my group a couple, three weeks ago. And uh, she, I met her at, I owned a CrossFit gym in Draper, and I met her there probably six or seven or eight years ago. Uh, She worked out there for a while. And then um, I ran into her a couple, two or three years ago at a grocery store, and she was talking all this similar language. So she actually showed up um, to my group a few weeks back, and uh, uh, she had a lot of good information to share, and I think she had a really good time. But her name is Jojo. Uh, She's from Salt Lake City. She has an Instagram page that's X period O period Jojo, where she is uh, empowering and uh, assisting and uplifting women. So, how are you today, Jojo? I'm so good. How are you doing, Brandon? Good. It's <laughs> nice to have you here on the Minds Gym podcast. So, tell me a little bit about what you're doing on your uh, Instagram page and what you're doing uh, to empower women. 
Yeah. So like you, Brandon, I really struggled with anxiety and depression. I was in a really unhealthy relationship. I was, it was so bad to the point where I was crippled, like you said, mentally, spiritually, physically. So I got out of that and uh, I never went to Western medicine or drugs. I never liked to rely on anything. And I knew looking back deep down that I could heal myself. So I started this journey of leaving unhealthy relationships, opening my throat chakra and saying no when I wanted to say no instead of being a people pleaser. And I started lifting weights again with good form and learning how to breathe again and learning how to pretty much unpeel these old layers that I thought I was and discovering who I truly was with um, finding who I am and what my passions are and what I like and what I don't like. And uh, I've People ask me, who's your biggest inspiration? And I'm like, well, it's myself because I'm literally watching myself heal myself. And, and so going through that whole thing, it showed me that my biggest hell turned into my biggest heaven. And I want to teach people we're all going to go through hard times. But if you look in the mirror and you move your body in a fun way and you're with people that make you laugh and you love what you're doing every day, um, you'll thrive and you'll be stoked on life and hyped on life. So my Instagram is too. I have quotes and I have um, just my, how I perceive things just to empower people, to show them a different way to think about things, to play a little bit of alchemy and turn a dark situation into a light situation so they can quickly get out of that victim mentality. Cool. I love it. So um, you showed up for a group. My mom and my brother and I host a group every other week in Draper, Utah. And she decided to show up and check it out. I know I ran into her a couple years ago, and she said, hey, I'm going to come to your group. One, one night it took her about two years to get there, maybe two and a half years. I can't remember. And then uh, uh, I think she was a little bit shocked and... and, um, and uh, taken back by what she actually learned and realized that evening. Yeah, I was. I was like waltzing in there with a big fat ego being like, okay, (laughs) there's this freaking old lady (laughs) chick pictures everywhere. Like this is some weird cult shit. (laughs) Like this stuff's weird. I was like, okay, Brandon, let's see what you have to offer. And so they're like, fill out this worksheet. And I'm like, oh, like I'm ADD. I don't like filling worksheets out. And I did, and then, um, yeah, they're like, someone volunteered to be vulnerable, and I'm, like, all about it. So I volunteered, and I was, like, mind-blown. Like, my, I was quickly humbled by that experience. It's changed my life. Yeah, and how has it changed your life? What, what was the, what did you really find out or realize that, because you've been, you've been in this kind of different spiritual realm for what, two, three, four years? How long have you been on your journey? Uh, I've always kind of been open-minded, but it took my unhealthy relationship five years ago when I ran into you at Whole Foods. Yeah. I was crippled, dude. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was getting out of it, so I took yoga teacher training to, like, find something. Yeah. And so that's when I ran into you. Yeah, cool. Um, so it, it-, it changed me in the fact that I understand the concept of that everyone is a reflection of me, but to actually do the work and transform darker, more angry energy into light and love, to actually do that in, what was it, 60 minutes, 45 minutes? Yeah. 
blows my mind. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you were you were shocked. You uh, you uh, weren't quite uh, um, ready for what you were going to experience. Huh. I was subconsciously. That's why I came. Yeah. But egotistically, yeah. no. No way. <laughs> Yeah, and then she stayed for probably 90 minutes after group and just had tons of questions. She was just <laughs> hammering us with questions. What about this? What about that? Yeah. What about this? Yeah. So she's definitely a, a seeker. So um, JoJo's 27 years old, which I think is amazing. Um, I know I was 43 when I kind of had my nervous breakdown, meltdown, uh, crippling and uh, anxious experience for two or three years, but um, you've become a seeker at such a young age. Like, how and why? What pushed you to like kind of search out more? Um, because at my lowest time in my life, five years ago, I was observing myself and wondering why I was doing what I was doing because I was just so unhappy and in such a dark spot. The depression almost got me questioning, well, this isn't what life's about. (laughs) Why am I looking at all these people on Instagram and their lives are like, they look way more happy and they're thriving and I'm stuck in this dark house not wanting to talk to anyone and I feel like a 90-year-old woman and I'm 22. Yeah. So that when you're at that point, you have to question it. The dark makes you have to question yourself so you can get out of it. Yeah. So that's when it really began, was in my, my darkest spot yet, yeah. my all-time low. And what was, was there a particular event that took place that pushed you to that dark place? Yeah, it was... Um, I've always grown up a people pleaser. I always feel bad if they ask me to do something and I say no. I never had that confidence to speak my truth. And so it led me to uh, people pleasing in all aspects of my life. And then I lost who I truly was and what I truly wanted. So um, it really got me to find my inner roar and be like... I was like being really kind of in a way being lying and deceiving to my boyfriend at the time. And I was doing these things and I was like, at the time I didn't know it was not a good morality to have, but I was looking at what I was doing. And one day it's like I was up in the Tetons in Jackson Hole and I was on a hike and it's all of a sudden like, God, like my higher self punched me in my face and was like, what are you doing? It just happened so fast. And I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? <laughs> like, who am I? Why did I, why was I thinking that that was okay? Why was I doing what I was doing? It was just, I one day was just like, and so I started studying myself. And I think I'm the most intriguing thing on the planet. I'm so intrigued with myself. Why do I do what I do? Like, who am I really? What do I really want? Yeah. Why am I people pleasing? Why am I so scared to hurt people's feelings when then I'm the one bitter and resenting because I was the one who didn't have, you know, the power to say no. Sure, yeah. You know? And it costs you your happiness, right? Yeah. Being a people pleaser is uh, draining, exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's tough on yeah. you. So yeah. you're learning how to take care of you. 
Um, who do you most admire on this planet besides you? Because you mentioned that you're the most amazing thing, you know, on this planet. So besides you, is there anybody that you've really looked up to or you've learned a lot from over your short 27 years? Yeah. Um, there's this guy named Elliot Hulse who's really helped me. He's a YouTuber, but he's gotten pretty big now. Also, Joe Rogan. I love how he's just a blunt dude and owns what he has to say, but he's still open and to learning yeah. new information. And I like how the both of these men, these really high masculine men, have found their inner feminine and have found, to me, a completeness with the masculine and feminine energy. Yeah, cool. Did your parents follow a particular religion and have they influenced how they influenced your life to this point? Yeah, uh, I grew up in the Mormon culture. Uh, my mom's kind of been pretty open-minded and my dad's super Mormon. He goes every Sunday, but my mom's kind of like, eh, I don't want to go today. The people bug me there. <laughs> so I kind of had that like open-mindedness there. Um, but they've always been my greatest pushers and supporters and telling me to go after my dreams. And it's I'm really grateful for that. Cool. Um, on this podcast, and you mentioned anxiety and depression, mm -hmm. do you have a way that you um, successfully kind of deal with the anxiety or the depression or the dark places when they show up? Like kind of what's your go-to to get out of those negative spaces that some of us experience? Yeah, so for me when I get anxiety, I feel like I'm kind of an empath where if I'm around too many people, which I always am, I... I'm not sure if I'm picking up their energy or if it's my energy. So I have to isolate myself to be in my own vortex and figure out what I'm feeling, not what other people are feeling. Kind of remove those energies. Um, working out, moving my body, moving my subconscious, being in nature has helped me a lot. And um, with moving comes the breath work. And the breath, I think, is uh, what grounds me. Yeah. So Cool. Yeah. Um, I've heard a few other people um, mention that they're empaths. I actually did a worksheet with a gal that was pretty amazing three or four months ago, and uh, she had mentioned that um, uh, she went to this little uh, hypnotic uh, experience and she could feel everybody's energy in the room and what was going on. But is that possible? Um. I think we all come onto this planet with gifts, whether it's feeling other people's energy, being an empath, being able to walk into a room and be more of like a conscious light, like all these gifts. And um, I think it's possible, absolutely. Yeah. But are you, can you really know what somebody else is feeling? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm feeling their... Fears and worries and anxieties because at the end of the day, sometimes I'm around certain people and I, I notice that they're not taking deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And I notice that if they're not doing that, they're in an anxiety. And so I feel like I've always kind of been an energetic sponge and maybe that's why I was a, a people pleaser. But to answer your question, it I know that when I'm alone, I know that I have more awareness of what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it, but uh, I want to say I feel like I am taking on their energy because I do Reiki. Yeah. Do you know what Reiki is? Yeah. 
So there have been times when I'm doing a Reiki session. And for example, I did one on my sister the other day and she just opened right up. She was so vulnerable with me, trust me. And I read her energy and then I started being a stream from higher consciousness and intuition of what I needed to tell her. And she started just crying and she's like, dude, I really needed to hear that. But it's like I got, it wasn't my ego talking, you know, when it's just like you're just streaming something. Sure. You know, when you just start and then you have to go back and (laughs) re-listen to what you said because you're like, I don't remember even saying any (laughs) of that. So, Yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. And the more I've been finding myself and discovering what I like and don't like, the more intuitive I become and the more um, powerful my powers get. Cool. Um, did we talk about at group about uh, thoughts? And can you can you control your thoughts? Did we talk about that? Yeah, that dude. Yeah, huh? yeah, I think so. Did you think more about that? Can we control our thoughts? And you can sit on I it for th- a minute. I like it when people sit there for a minute or two because I know they're going deep. So. I love it when it goes silent for five or ten or twenty seconds, and you don't even and you don't have to talk. That's what's so cool too is everybody thinks they got to immediately respond. Just like see what shows up, see what flows. So can you control your thoughts? I've been really into. Uh I don't know if I mentioned this at the thing, but it's called stoicism. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Have you? Have I you haven't heard? heard of stoicism. Oh, okay, dude, it's changing my life. I'll ask you about that, or or talk about it. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about thoughts. All right. So stoicism. I'm a very emotional person, and I do things because I'm emotional. I was feeling this, so I did this. That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I've uh, come across stoicism, and basically what it is is it's the practice of getting into a helicopter view and seeing yourself and your life and everything happening in a situation from above, and it gets you out of this cloudy emotional state, maybe kind of an ego state, and you see things for what it is, and then you react in a more efficient, consistent way. So like for me for my business and for everything that I want. Being a stoic keeps me more grounded instead of being so like huge waves up and down. It's more like consistent. Cool. It's changed my life. So you kind of see yourself from your higher self. Yes. Essentially. Yes. Right? Yes. Kind of observe from above what's going on at a ground level. Yeah, exactly. And then it kind of takes you out of the equation somewhat. And yep. you can more observe instead of react, kind of like what yes. worksheets teach you to do. Yes. Learn to be an observer instead of a reactor. Yes. Cool. It's game changer. Yeah? Yeah. You feel like you have more, like, control in a better, like, more chill way. Yeah. You're not, like, chaos with a chicken with its head cut off being like, oh, it hurts, it hurts. It's like, okay, it is what it is. What, what can you do about it now? Yeah. It nice. saves you so much energy. For sure. Yeah. It's, Looking I'm at yourself from your higher self. Yeah. Okay, so can you control can you control your thoughts? I want to say no. Well, don't say what you want to say, say what the hell you mean. 
Yes or no? Well, I want to ask you what you think. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this three weeks ago. Do you remember what we discussed? Yeah, but it was so, it's such a big galaxy of question that I forgot kind of. Yeah. There was some, it's like, dude, who even thinks of this question? And if you do get into this rabbit hole, (laughs) I'm asking the rabbit Brandon what he thinks first. This is a this is a famous Byron Katie question. She always asks you if you can control your thoughts, but I don't know. It's it's tough. For me, I notice when I wake up, I'm thinking. Yeah. And it's not like I wake up and say, okay, I'm going to think now. Yeah. I open my eyes and I instantly have a thought. Yeah. And I'll be driving down the road and, and somebody will pop in my mind from 10 years ago that I haven't talked to in 10 years. Where does that come from? It's not like I thought to think of this human being or I'll think of a human being that's passed away, that's gone to the other side and they'll just randomly show up in my thoughts. So am I, am I controlling those thoughts or are the thoughts just coming in? And then my only option is I can either believe the thought or question the thought if it's a stressful thought, right? But when I believe them and it's a stressful thought, that's where my pain and anxiety and suffering sets in. So I notice thoughts are just always rolling for me. And I've tested this. Like I test it daily. Like, okay, where'd that thought come from? What's going on? Yeah. But then if I could control my thoughts, I would be happy 24-7, every 365 days of the year. But how come sometimes the ego or whatever will pop a thought into your mind that's painful, that's discouraging, that's worrisome, out of the blue that has to do with nothing, but yet it brings me out of peace, creates a lot of discomfort. And if I could control my thoughts, I would only be happy and I'd only have happy thoughts all the time. So when I have a negative thought comes in that's so random that I don't even know where it came from, like why would I create that for myself? And maybe my ego creates it because it's a... uh, a situation where it's something that it wants me to deal with so I can move on from it. And so I'll go to worksheet and question it. But that's kind of my thought on controlling thoughts. I think they just show up. I think they do too. And if you believe in um, that everything's happening simultaneously, meaning the past and the future is actually and simultaneous, like simultaneously happening with the present. The present is where everything is actually happening. Yes, I think you can have memories of the past, but it's not real anymore. It's just a thought and a memory. So that's why you can do a worksheet and learn from it and get what you can from it and then l- release what you what doesn't serve you. Right. Um, but, but too, like our higher selves, I think our higher selves is actually here in the present. It's just tuning into him and her and being like, Higher self, my most BA self. What 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 do you think? What would you do? How would you act? And really tuning into him and her or her. Um, but too, I believe in past lives, and so I think with thoughts come sensories, whether we're smelling it, hearing it, seeing it, and with senses come thought, because with mm-hmm. senses come opinion, mm-hmm. and with opinion is is your divine unique truth it's sure. so and that's part of the human experience and the human experience is so fun to enjoy in the luxuries and eat the good food and have a good laugh and feel like you want to die during the workout um but at the same time we are uh, vibrational 
beings and spirits who maybe have had past lives. And so maybe you're, a lot of your subconscious is maybe things that have happened in your past lives or maybe things you don't remember in your upbringing. And so things are triggering that. I think it's a lot deeper than we think. So if you can just breathe it out and move, move your consciousness, move the cells in your body, move your breath to heal it, whether you know you're healing it or not. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I agree with, with all that. It's, it's interesting to think about. Think about when you smell something and you have like deja vu or yeah. something happens. So you smell something, then you have a thought. Yeah. So what created the thought? The smell? Or did you remember like having an you know, experience where, oh, I smelled that 10 years ago. It reminded me when I was in Hawaii on the beach. Yeah, yeah. But where does that come from? Like what gives you the, the idea that the smell leads to the thought even? Well, I think, like, if I were to smell, like, flowers compared to, like, something nasty, I mean, I think that might be, (laughs) unless you're just weird and like to smell, like, trash or something. But I think with the smell comes an image. I think all your sensories are just all in one. Mm -hmm. So with the smell comes an image, and then maybe maybe you're hearing something at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then you react because it's, like cause and effect, cause and effect. Yeah. I'm reacting. Right. Oh, now I'm in fear. Oh, this thought. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and notice all that happens simultaneously. And can you control it? Or do you just automatically, there's just a reaction? Because notice when you're anxious, you yeah. wouldn't choose that. It's yeah. a happening. Yeah. So it just happens. Happen, yeah. happen, happen, happen. Yeah. If you could stop it or can change your thoughts or control them, I'd never experience anxiety again. I think you can control your thoughts more if you can control and be conscious of taking a deep breath into the base of your spine. I agree. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's what I usually do when I start getting a little out of balance is I go to my breath. Yeah. I focus on my breath. Yeah. And that settles everything down. Yeah. 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 A lot of healing comes from the breath. Yeah. People are like, oh, breatharians, they're nuts. Yeah. I'm like, bro. Yeah. It's, have, you, have you seen the monk meditating in Thailand for like, he was meditating for like six months with a recorder on him and people would go take pictures of him? Really? He wouldn't move. That doesn't sound fun. No, but he's in a different plane of thought. Is he? If, he, if I were sitting there for six months with nothing but breath, I mean, in yoga, we learn breath is life force. Pranayama. It's like, and breath is God, mm-hmm. if you've heard that. Sure. So it makes sense to me, but I'm a little far out woo-woo to most people. You're not far out at all. <laughs> You're far in. I'm far in. <laughs> <laughs> think of the monks sitting there breathing for six months. Yeah. That sounds like pure torture to me, if you really break it down. Would you want to go sit in one place for six months? No. And notice how your butt felt. <laughs> In your neck, in your arms, in your shoulders, and you haven't moved for six months. Yeah. Like something about that, like, doesn't make sense. Yes, he can sit there and breathe well, but is he enjoying his life? And I can't know because I'm not him and I can't get in his mind. But when you break that all down, I'm like, wait a second. I can't sit still for an hour or two without moving. I know. So how do you sit there for six months and really enjoy well, the it's moment. almost like, bro, if you got to the point, Brandon, that you wanted to be in the streets, 
I wonder what this dude went through to want to sit on his butt for six months and yeah, just breathe. Breathe. That's insane. <laughs> it reminds me of my buddy that just rode his bike for 34 hours nonstop. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I've learned now I want to do what's fun, not what's painful. For sure. So, but I think like when I was leaving my uh, ex boyfriend that changed my life, I drove 21 hours straight from Austin, Texas to Salt Lake City, straight. Didn't stop, only for gas. Just, but I was having an adrenaline rush and I was at a low and I just wanted to feel better. And I think when you're so craving to feel something else than what you're at, you do crazy things. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're in beast mode. (laughs) You're in beast mode. (laughs) Yeah. So what or who are we really and what are we doing here? What do you think? What are we really and what are we doing here? Um, we are a aspect and a consciousness, um, an aspect of God, higher consciousness. And um, I always say to people, it's like you get a big, huge, 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 huge mirror and you drop it from like space. And there's a bunch of little pieces and we're all, every piece is so unique and cut differently and shaped differently. But at the end of the day, you flip the mirror and there's a shadow side. And then you flip it to the other side and there's a reflection. And um, if we are, an inf- if, if energy cannot be created nor destroyed, I mean, who knows what our energy has been through in past lives. So that's our shadow side. That's what makes our shadow side. And everyone's shadow might look different, but at the end of the day, we're all reflections of the shadow and of the light consciousness and um, just abundant in love and everything. So that's why I really like the work because it's like, oh, (laughs) I really hated this person five minutes ago, but oh man, it's an aspect of me. I wasn't loving. That's crazy. What are we doing here? I think we're trying to become a higher consciousness and vibrate higher. And this life is an opportunity to learn and grow from ourselves and other people who are in our lives and um, to be more loving and calm and empathetic and uh, more Christ-like, if you will. Cool. Love that answer. Solid. Uh, What is your definition of wisdom and how would you tap into it? I think wisdom is when you learn from experience yourself and you tap into it by going full speed ahead at life. You, you crave to do something, you want to do something, do it full speed ahead because then you learn what you want and what you don't want and you learn these big universal laws that Osho, Eckhart Tolle, all these big spiritual teachers, they're all saying the same thing but in their own unique dance. But the fire that they're dancing around is the same fire, the same truth. So wisdom is learning and being conscious of what feels good and what doesn't and you just... Wisdom is just learning from your mistakes. Yeah, good job. And uh, do we all have equal wisdom? Uh, I think in the macro of things, it's a potential. But I think everyone 
I was talking to my buddy yesterday and I said something that maybe sounded like we were on a high horse, but at the end of the day, we're energy. We're just balls of energy and um, people who are stuck in a smaller state of mind or into the matrix, their their vibration is not vibrating at a high frequency. It's more of a low frequency. It attracts low situations and people and with the thoughts. Uh, but me and him are so like consciously just trying to learn and grow and we're so eager and excited like a little kid that I just feel like we're vibrating higher and just makes us more powerful, if you will. So I think we all have the we're all the same, but we're all just on our own different paths of different how we're vibrating, if that makes sense. Of course it does. And I love your um I love your evolution at this age for as young as you are. Like it's pretty amazing that you're on this journey yeah. in your twenties. It's uh I give you props. Thanks, dude. Way way cool. Um um my thought is on wisdom. Like, I think we all have equal wisdom, but like, we just got to figure out how to tap into it. Like, you know, truth and what works for you and what makes you tick. Right. And I think the whole world does, but we all get in in the fear mode. Mm -hmm. You know, we're also afraid of what we might find. So we're, you know, yeah, not willing to tap in to really find our real true deep wisdom. But I think all of our wisdom is, is, it is individual for sure, but I also think that if everybody would put forth the effort, we could all tap into the same amount of wisdom, you know what I mean, and mm. learn from those experiences and get the knowledge and judgment um, from, like you said, past experiences, mm. you know. And, and all of life is to push you. I believe all these negative experiences are to push us deeper into our own wisdom. Totally agreed. You know. I think uh, the human experience, too, the the human being wants to stay safe. It wants to stay safe in the cave. You don't know if a tiger is going to come out and get you. Uh, But what living a conscious lifestyle means is um, knowing that your ego wants to keep you safe and sound, but that's not where growth lies. Growth actually lies with trying that thing that you want to try, quitting that job, leaving that relationship, getting rid of those old things um, that once meant something that's now maybe a negative thing for you. And when you when you choose to consciously get uncomfortable for just a little bit, then you see more of your shadow side and then you are able to play more alchemy and work with more darkness. And the more darkness you work with, the more light you will receive. And it's, People think they're comfortable in stagnant energy, but it's way more uncomfortable to stay stagnant and be comfortable than actually choosing to make bigger moves in life and do what you truly want to do. Well said. Great job. Where's your mind, and can you touch it or point to it? My mind? Yeah. Where's your mind? Oh, that seems just like a thought, not like a physical thing to me. My mind. Where is my mind? <laughs> my mind. I want to point to my third eye, Brandon. <laughs> you, hey, I'm. I don't know. I just like asking the question. <laughs> and for you listeners out there, um, I don't know anything. I just like asking questions, and I know it works for me. But I ask you all that, like, 
you know, go find your own truth. I just throw these crazy questions out there so people can, you know, yeah. just yeah. something to consider. Where is your mind? I have no idea. Is it in your brain? Is it this consciousness that, that where thoughts come from? I, I don't have a clue. And I know I can't hold it in my hand and I can't touch it because I don't even know where it is or what it is or maybe is your mind in your brain and if I hold my brain, could I hold my mind? I have no idea. I like see my brain just like chilling on a, a field of grass and watching these clouds going by and my mind is wherever my atten- uh, where attention goes, energy flows. You've heard that, yeah? Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, my mind is... Oh, that cloud is fascinating. Doink. Give it attention. That's where my mind is at the time. Over it, come back. Doink. 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 So where is my mind? It's a <laughs> I wouldn't even waste my energy trying to <laughs> <laughs> figure out. Good answer. How about I have no clue? It's everywhere, man. It's it is nowhere. Everywhere. Yeah. You're right. Um, how do you, this is the Minds Gym podcast, right? So the Minds Gym, how do you exercise your mind? Like, what do you do to keep, uh, uh, on point? Um, so I'm holding this, um, stone to ground my energy because my mind is literally everywhere. I, we live in this day in Aquarius where Aquarius is the age of information and I'm so, I'm such a curious being. I have like 50 tabs open on my phone. I'm reading like 50 books right now. And (laughs) I'm always just studying and learning and asking people deep questions like you, Brandon. Um, So my mind's always working out. So it sounds like you do a lot of reading. Yes. Lots and lots of researching. Yeah. 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 You sound a bit like me. (laughs) Maybe you're reading a few more books than me. I'm on... Reading two right now. I struggle going from one book to the other though, because I forgot what I read in the other book. But dude, I got to chill. Track them all. I got to chill. It's like my freaking squirrel mind just needs to just read two books at a time. You know, yeah. switch them off instead of like, oh, this book looks fun right now. <laughs> but, mm. I don't know. My friend was like, "Yep, you definitely have the mind of an entrepreneur." Because I was like, even when I'm relaxing, I'm doing research on my phone. It's like there's things to do. So can you sit on your butt for six months and just breathe? No, my butt is so bony, dude. Remember when you're in <laughs> elementary and you have to sit at those freaking like, I'm like, oh, I need a pillow. It's not in this lifetime, no. <laughs> but if you have to read 50 books at a time and your mind's going 100 miles an hour, could you sit still and do nothing for two or three hours? I'm not reading for two or three hours, Brandon. No, could you sit still and do nothing? Could I? Yeah. Um, and just hear your mind? So I've actually been thinking about doing a Vipassana, and a Vipassana is like a 10-day meditation where you're silent. And that literally sounds like hell to me, yeah. but I want to do it Yeah. because it sounds like hell. Yeah. There's a couple people that uh, I know that uh, have done silent retreats. Oh, really? Stuff and they say they're pretty amazing. Yeah, you go to these Byron Katie seminars and you meet all sorts of people, and they've been to all sorts of seminars throughout the world, and they're just like major seekers, you know. Yeah, and they say the silent retreat. There's one in California that Mm -hmm. this couple I know that they recommend, they say it's just awesome. 
I want to do it so bad. And, and what you find out about yourself. And they actually say that the thoughts do stop. If you just sit there and in silence for days, all of a sudden you're just like thoughtless. Yeah. So it's pretty trippy. That's cool. What is um what is your uh God look like? What does my God look like? Um my God My God looks like everything around me. <laughs> I can't eat or eat anything without giving thanks and gratitude for the cells that are about to enter my temple, my vortex. I see God all around me because everything's energy. So it's not like I'm picturing like some dude in the sky saying hi, what's up? I see like everything is God. I love it. That's such a <laughs> stunning answer. Yeah. yeah. You look in the mirror, who do you see? I see like the cool, like cool aspect of God. You know? God. That's <laughs> who I think you see when you look in the mirror. I think everything you see, like you say, is God. What about Satan? Do you believe in Satan? Does he exist? Um, I think he can exist if you want him to exist. Do you think he exists? Uh, he does not exist in my reality, no. Cool. Do you think there's hell? Um, After this, is there hell on the other side? Potentially for some, yeah. If there is another side? Um, yeah, I believe... There's another side, although it's here right now. I think heaven and hell can happen right now. Depends yeah. what your state of mind is at. Yeah, for sure. But do you think there's like this fiery, terrible, burning place where um, terrible human beings on this planet, do they go there after they're done here? Um, I think it exists. There's this guy on um, YouTube, his name's Ryan Cropper. Yeah. Um, and he is, he's from another planet, dude. But he's in this human experience to teach about just a higher consciousness that he is at. Anyways, he astral projects all the time. He'll like take a week off of work and just be projecting into different realms and everything. And uh, he said he made this video of when he met Jesus and he was in the astral planes and um, he said he went to, he saw this church. And so he went into this church and he saw a bunch of uh, Christians in there and everyone was just sitting waiting. And uh, I guess he found out like, oh, Jesus is coming. So he's just sitting in the back corner, just kind of curious about it. Right. And I, uh, Jesus walks in and immediately looks at Ryan just quickly. And Jesus is like, Jesus consciousness is like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and Ryan's like, I'm just curious, you know. I think if you are religious and you believe that this story is what it will be, it will be. Really? Yeah. So I don't think there's one end all be all for everyone. I think it's just depends where your consciousness and your mindset is at. Like for me, I could be freaking riding a Pegasus up in the mountains. You know, eating right. cotton candy. Yeah. So do you think that people that are on this planet that are really confused, that do terrible things, do you think they will end up in hell? Or do we all go to heaven? Well, 
I've just had so many experiences. Like my uncle, he's a drug addict, and he does some hard, dark, dark drugs, and he said he died for three days and was with the devil. Really? And just suffering, and it was the scariest thing of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he... But I don't think it's, like, forever. I think he was choosing to do those drugs and open those, like, portals. And um, I think it just depends, like, what you believe. Cool. It's all in your mindset, right? Yeah. I know I can create heaven and hell here today. Yeah. When my major anxiety wants to kick in, it sure feels like hell. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I am mm-hmm. the devil and I am the angel. Yeah, when I'm in the future. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. So sometimes i got to remind myself to breathe. Yeah, same. And, and be here right now. Mm-hmm. What's one small act of kindness that you'll never forget? That someone did for me? Yeah. This sounds so... <laughs> this is just what came up. I'm sure I could think of other ones. Notice you didn't control that thought and it just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just going through the Starbucks coffee drive through and I was like looking at this nice freaking car in front of me and just kind of being jealous and in a <laughs> more of my shadow. <laughs> like, but they ended up, I drove up and they're like, oh, the person in front of you bought your coffee. Wow. And I was just like... It blew my mind, Brandon. It blew my mind. The next day I bought someone else's coffee behind me. Yeah. It made me feel so good. Yeah. And it made me like watch my thoughts of like, yeah, just because they're in a, like my dream cot doesn't mean they're... Yeah. Doesn't mean they're, <laughs> they're egotistical and stuck <laughs> up and a terrible human being. It was such a nice slap in the face. That was a reality check, wasn't it? Yeah. That's really cool. It was cool. What's, uh, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? And you don't have to answer it if it's uncomfortable. The worst thing that's ever happened to me. That's such an interesting question. That's so hard for me to answer. I think it's because I've seen that every bad thing that's happened has turned out to be a good thing. So that's like such a trip. That's because you're dialed in, right? Yeah. Because nothing bad's ever happened. It's all about what you put on it, right? Yeah. But then you've also realized all those bad things that have happened got you on this journey in your 20s. Yeah. So Yeah. you can't pinpoint one. And no need. Yeah, I can't. I can't no. do it. If you could install one piece of advice in a child or a human being, what would it be to be uh, happy and present here on this planet? Um, it would be to don't be afraid to speak up and set your boundaries. I don't care if it's a teacher, a parent, anyone who is disrespecting your boundaries, lay them out. Cool. I love it. Um, We talked about the mind a little bit earlier. Um, 
does the body follow the mind or does the mind follow the body? What are your thoughts on that? I think the body follows the mind. Yeah. Have any examples of how that might be true for you? Um, I just know when I, I realize about myself that I can be analysis and paralysis. I overanalyze things. I'm a perfectionist. It should be this way. No, overanalyze the crap out of it. And when I'm in that state of mind, I don't play instruments as well because I'm trying to control. I don't move my body as fluid as it could be. I know that when I become vulnerable and I trust that my mind and body knows what to do and I just let go of expectation and analysis, then um, I do things perfectly. (laughs) Cool. Um, What's your biggest fear? You're pretty tuned in, young lady, in my experience, the last two visits I've had with you. So um, you're out there preaching to the world helping humans, helping loved ones, helping women. So what's one of your biggest fears that maybe you might not share on your social media Instagram site? My biggest fear is not living up to my potential. My biggest fear is regret. Regret. I've like, I've consciously, though, dedicated my life to um, tuning into my intuition and doing things that my higher self needs to do. And it's been hard because it's like, oh, I love you, but I have to let you go. It's just tuning into me and trusting that I know that what I'm doing, I might not understand why I'm letting this person go, job go, thing go, but it's... I'm trusting her. I'm trusting my higher self. And um, I don't know. So I don't really have fear because I feel like I'm doing it. I don't really, I don't know. I don't really have fear. (laughs) Sounds so weird. So if you're, one of your biggest fears is having regret, but then wouldn't that be arguing with reality and wishing that your life would have gone in a different way than it's going? Yeah, that's why... Like, talking it out with you, Brandon, it's like, I used to I used to say regret, but, like, nothing's a regret for me just because I've found my groove. I think once yeah. you find that groove, you just kind of lose yeah. all fear. Yeah. And even all your regrets are necessary to get you here, to get you to the now and the present, to get you on this badass journey that you're on and it's like I don't regret anything and I'm watching someone be in a really unhealthy relationship and it's like why are you doing it but at the same time it's like no this will be the biggest catalyst of growth for you like I see it for what it is yeah for sure there's no regret I don't think for me there's no regret it's happening perfectly good for you (laughs) yeah I'm glad you're uh, realizing that for yourself. No. So a couple more quick um, thoughts and questions. I know you wrote a letter. Yeah. Um, and next time we have JoJo on. So she did a worksheet three weeks ago at group. 
But she also called me this week and said, hey, I want to get vulnerable. I want to get crazy and be open. And I want to do a worksheet like on the podcast. And that way you listeners could uh, hear uh, how a worksheet works and, and, and realize um, how I could facilitate or how I would facilitate another human being and walk them through maybe a tough um, event or situation that took place in their life. So she's volunteered to do that. So I'll probably have her on again in two or three weeks or a month, and maybe we'll do a quick 30-minute worksheet and uh, and see what shows up. So way cool of her to be open and, and vulnerable enough to be able to throw that out there to the world because a lot of people come to group and they don't want to share their story. And then I'll meet them one-on-one because I don't mind sharing with one person. But, you know, we all struggle here on this planet. We all have crazy thoughts. And and, and knowing that, you know, you can throw that out there to the world and not be afraid of what others might think of you for having that thought or having that experience or maybe the way that you, you know, saw that experience and to be able to do that in front of a a crowd, let alone in front of the world, that's way, way, way amazing. And so we'll do that soon. Um, she also wrote a letter that I'm going to have her read that uh, she um, uh, made amends to a young lady, and she's going to read that, and then I'm going to have her do something after she reads it. So she's going to read this to her friend real quick. So here you go. Dear Morgan, I'm sorry for not being transparent with you and for being sneaky. I was expecting perfection from you. I was wanting you to be my everything before I realized I needed to find that within myself. I was a lot of pressure on you. It was a lot of pressure on you. If I didn't see that ideal perfection from you, I, did, I would go seek it from other sources. No wonder we were so unstable. I was so unstable and insecure within myself. Thank you for being patient with me and for teaching me so much about myself. Jojo. So hopefully Morgan's out there and listens to this. But now I want Jojo to read this back to herself. And uh, it's a little tricky, but you're going to say, Dear Jojo, and read what you wrote. And then a couple of the myself's and whatever you're going to put me or or I in there and kind of see how it works. So, dear Jojo. Dear Jojo, I'm sorry for not being transparent with you and for being sneaky. I was expecting perfection from from me. I was wanting me to be my everything before I realized I needed to find that within myself. It was a lot of pressure on me. If I didn't see that ideal perfection from me, I would go seek it from other sources. <laughs> this is a trip. No wonder I was so unstable. I was so unstable and insecure within myself. Thank you for being patient with me and for teaching me so much about myself. Jojo. <laughs> right on. That's cool. It's <laughs> another mind bender, isn't it? <laughs> So, anything else, JoJo, that I didn't ask you today that you want to share? Uh, I think you hit a lot of good <laughs> stuff. That was awesome. Good. 
Thanks for coming. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day, and and you're a you're a dialed in young lady. I'm actually jealous of uh, your journey. I wish I could have jumped on this uh, spiritual journey twenty five years ago, twenty twenty five years ago, like you did. Um, how's the best way our listeners could contact you if they had a question for you? Uh, yeah, so I'm super active on Instagram. It's x period o period jojo, J-O-J-O. And on there is a link to my website. I have a blog. I have a YouTube. YouTube is Holistic Hype. My uh, website is Holistic Hype. Um, and yeah, you can just DM me on my Instagram or you can email me at holistichype at gmail.com. Thank you. So thanks a lot. Thanks, Brandon. You're I'm a, stoked. You're a cool young gal. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to know you, and I really appreciate you showing up for group and, and, and being vulnerable. Yeah. That was a really cool night. That was sick. It was amazing, and uh, I think it maybe changed the way you see your world and help you push a little further down your spiritual journey into it, maybe even a a better realm. Um, I like to share one exercise uh, for the listeners uh, to kind of how you can exercise your mind. This one's a little bit to do with mind and nutrition. So this is your homework for the week. When you wake up in the morning, um, write down your dreams from the previous night, then contemplate what they mean to you. This gets your mind, uh, put your mind on paper first thing in the morning instead of having the, you know, the monkey mind that I often deal with first thing in the morning. So I jot down some notes and uh, it's really neat to put pen to paper. It gives your mind or your ego uh, a voice. And then I also drink a glass of salt water upon awakening. Uh, it's Soleil. I use pink Himalayan salt. And uh, I use natural spring water that I get from Big Cottonwood Canyon. I might go up there to mile marker 10, and there's a spring on the left-hand side that comes out of the mountain, and I go fill up like 10 jugs every other month. Uh, but if you mix that with salt water, the so they say, and here again, I don't know anything, but the salt with those minerals is just a good boost to kind of get your cells functioning and uh, working properly. Electrolytes. Electrolytes. It's awesome. And then uh, I suggest no sugar before noon. So give that a roll. That's your uh, exercise for the week. And I want to thank JoJo again. It was such a pleasure to hear her mind today. What a beautiful uh, young gal. And uh, it was just a treat to have her on the Minds Gym podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Minds Gym podcast with the sweet and kind JoJo. I want to thank you guys again for taking, uh, you know, time to listen to my podcast. I really uh, get a lot of feedback, and I really appreciate your feedback, and I really appreciate it when you're letting your friends know. But when I get the questions and the texts, um, I consider, hey, is this working? Is it not working? Is it worth doing? You know, I spend six to eight hours a week doing this, uh, you know, without any pay. I'm just doing it to give back and... Uh, the more uh, you guys can all help, uh, the better. And please keep texting and please keep sending me questions. And uh, here again, um, if you need to contact me, just email me at themindsgym at gmail.com. Please subscribe. I love you all. Peace to you all. Go exercise and question your lovely mind, but only if you want peace. Peace out. Peace.